there has been amazing like scenes of like you know queer black folk making like punky DIY art and they have always been there but I really needed to actually start doing that on myself like and be on that frequency of making that stuff myself to find them and reach out to them. Welcome to Talk The Line, I'm Jen Long. This season we're talking to artists about their passions during lockdown and on this episode I'm joined by an artist and musician, a founding member of the creative group 98, Lava LaRue. Hi, uh, welcome to Talk The Line. It's an absolute pleasure to have you here <laughs> to discuss visual art, something that you have been really kind of honing in on during the pandemic. Um, thanks so much for the time. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, thank you you for um thanks for having me I'm all right holding up in in the lockdown I'm excited to talk about all of this though yeah so I mean where were you when like when coronavirus hit when the pandemic started in March when everything kind of got shut down where were you kind of creatively in that moment I was actually in LA um and yeah it was it was crazy because when when I first arrived to LA it was like oh is it gonna happen isn't it gonna happen are we gonna go into a lockdown and then it literally just overnight suddenly like Trump announced okay we're closing the borders and there was like police out on the street it generally looked like I was in an Armageddon movie like everybody started like you know over here we thought it was bad people buying like toilet roll and going to like Tesco's to stock up on canned food but like in America they're super paranoid so it was it was mental like I, I was there and then I literally had to like fly back straight away um but yeah it, yeah it was, it was pretty crazy <laughs> yeah yeah I saw like news articles where like obviously over here we were like all queuing up to buy like loo roll and pasta and over there they were like queuing up to buy guns mm. yeah 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 they're literally going to walmart to buy like rifles and stuff like it was it was literally insane it was it was insane like seeing it in first person yeah wow what were you doing there were you were you doing music were you recording were you playing shows were you kind of getting ready to go south by southwest uh no i was literally like finishing butterfly like my my ep um i was yeah i was just finishing some tracks on it um there's like an american artist who features on the ep deb never and yeah i was just like making music with her and just literally finishing up like ideas so that i could go back to london and like mix and master it so yeah i was i was a full-on in studio mode but it just got more and more bizarre as everything started closing and everyone got paranoid <laughs> and then I was like do you know what I actually want to go back home now yeah. yeah I bet and when you got back like how much did you have to adjust to in, in terms of your like creative plans did you have to like find new ways to work do you have to put things on hold how did it affect you I feel like the first couple of weeks of the pandemic I think it was kind of exciting for everyone because everyone was like okay the whole world is going through this same thing at the exact same time and everyone was like on pause and you know all of like the shows that I've been booked for people were like oh they might cancel will they will they not so there was kind of this like the first two weeks was this moment of halt of like oh my god what's going on what's hit us and things were like closed but it wasn't by government law. Everyone was just actually like, I'm, I'm paranoid. I, I think we should close and like, you know, change laws. And then like, and then the, the new normal came in where it was like, okay, no, like things are actually shut. You have to queue up to get into the shops, only two people at a time. And by that stage, I was quite lucky in that like, I had basically recorded 
everything I needed to record for like basically two projects. And I was planning on just going home, sitting with everything, picking things out, you know, starting to think about the visuals and the music videos and stuff like that. So I, I got quite lucky because at the time that everyone was told to stay at home, I was literally planning to hibernate and just work on stuff anyway. And then slowly I started having other ideas as well where I was like do you know what there's so many things that I've been planning to do that I've been putting to the sides whether it was like painting or like you know making videos or whatever and I was like this is now the perfect time to just pick up everything that I didn't have time to do because I was on tour or do you know what I mean so that that just kind of happened for me at the beginning and I, I just kind of never stopped and I'm still kind of at it. <laughs> oh that's uh, so admirable because I feel like I had so many plans like that as well and then all I did was like watch the entirety of The Sopranos. <laughs> well that's okay too like I feel like there's been a bit of like a bit of toxicness on the internet where it's like okay you need to do as much as possible which is like cool for some people but actually like it's also really good to like chill for a second do you know what I mean yeah absolutely um so talking about visual arts like I mean you've always been very creative you've always been very DIY in terms of like your musical career and working with 9-8 and like how much of that has kind of taken a new focus or picked up speed over the last 10 months? It, I, I have always been like that, but I feel like over the last 10 months, it's like, because literally of coronavirus, I've had to become like a one man team in a lot of places. Literally, if I'm like shooting something or doing something with my collective, we can't actually have loads of people on set. And I was just like, well, you know, technically I know how to do these things. So let me just do it. So from set design to just like producing and stuff like that I've just kind of been doing it all a lot more just to get things done and I, I've really enjoyed it because I feel like in order to give good direction on something it really helps if you know exactly what you're doing and I don't know certain things for me have always kind of been my hobby anyway like I, I always say like my friends always joke about it as well as like a lot of people might like go home and watch like a reality tv show and are like go home and start collaging like old rave magazines and make like I don't know a poster and that's my that's generally my entertainment like that's fun for me do you know what I mean like it, it's not it doesn't feel like additional work or whatever I, I generally like really really enjoy it so I think having more time to do my hobbies and having more downtime has meant that I've been doing more of that kind of stuff. Mm. is there I mean obviously visual arts is like such a broad term is there like one specific discipline that you feel you've been more drawn to than others during the last um like 10 months yeah I think everything's been a lot more like um graphic design based um I've been spending like a lot of time just on photoshop having fun and like scanning things and recreating old textures but it, I, I do always find it hard to coin exactly what it is or exactly what kind of visual arts I am because the whole aesthetic is based on like so many mixed mediums, which means like, I don't know, even over lockdown, like my partner, she's a director and like does a lot of like photography and we um, made a dark room in my toilet just because all the places where we used to like develop our film were shut for the first half and then by the time they opened we realized we were saving so much more money developing it ourselves so because of that you know little things that I would do on photoshop to give it an analog effect I would then just actually start developing those things myself you know putting a bit of like would put bleach on some film scan it in and then I'll take it to photoshop so it's like 
is, is there a specific word for what kind of art that is when it is like such a mixed media of it really is just a bit of like DIY visual graphics I guess I spend more time on that than the music because it's, it's what I generally enjoy doing oh, that's really cool and like obviously you you've always been like very collaborative as well in terms of your career and and the music and art that you make how has it been kind of doing that in a lockdown situation where you can you can collaborate with people but it has to be like in the, in this kind of like weird zoom way that we're just, we're talking right now you know not being able to like work together in person has that been impacting mm-hmm. honestly i whenever i'm given challenges i always find ways to make it into a bit of the game so like me and my mates when we were younger and we were like producing or making videos for each other we used to like swap and trade like bits from our usb and our hard drive um so i'd be like oh have you got that like sample pack or have you got these drums or have you got like these you know um grainy textures for like to put on premiere pro and and in return i'll send them like some pieces as well and we kind of done that again but just like over email and dropbox essentially so there's still kind of that energy of like trading and swapping and yeah i've spent so many times just collecting weird like sounds or ideas and then I'd like send those reference to my mates and we've just been like sending each other loads of stuff so we've it's actually become like extremely collaborative because we're all like bored and in our living rooms really but then I mean what's it like making something that is um more like analog more kind of like tactile more real life yeah I mean there there is an an essence of like it will there will have to be a digital element like actually two days ago I was doing some graphic design and some photography for my friend's skate brand and like a lot of it was shot on like polaroids and stuff like that and so like we shot on polaroids send pictures of it then scanned it in then send it over then print it back out and scan it in so it still has that like texture essentially like yeah it is actually fun I don't find it a nuisance because it creates its own aesthetic in itself do you know what I mean Mm. yeah I feel like loads of your art has like a very 90s aesthetic to it which obviously having to do things in like that kind of like DIY analog way does really help achieve I don't know whether that's intentional or not maybe it's just out of necessity or just out of your own eye yeah it wasn't it wasn't intentional to begin with it was kind of what I could just get my hands on whether it was like a VHS camera or like um like one of the best places I I get my um stuff is on Portobello Road there's this guy that's always selling like old like third hand sort of like cameras and you know expired film but like it's kind of cool to shoot on and yeah it was a lot cheaper than getting like some really expensive like portrait whatnot so um yeah I guess it, it started off that and then because it just I just developed a style and I really liked it I just continued it do you know what I mean and now it really is a necessity again <laughs> yeah and like when did you first sort of get into visual art is it something that you learned when you were in education is it something that you know like you said it's a hobby it's something that's kind of like always just grown out of you and out of your own passions or is it something that you know you you've, you've studied formally I I always had an interest in it I had this like really amazing media teacher in GCSEs and she I think she was like one of the first ever people to realize I was like queer and a bit different because I couldn't really like talk about in school and she always just told me like whatever you want to do whatever your vision is like just go for it and that did kind of make me feel like I could have a career as 
an artist altogether because all the other teachers were kind of like very academic based and you need to do something academic and you need to go to university and she was literally like do what you like go to art school like you're great just follow your dream don't tell anyone what to do so I will have to give some credit to her Miss O'Malley but I think when I did start realizing I was a creative person I really got into the visual side of it when I noticed so much of the people around me and in London and what it was to be like you know a critically acclaimed artist or whatever it, it came from such a perspective that I felt super outside of like you know barely anyone in my family had ever had like a university or formal training and being around sort of like high-end art culture and stuff just it just wasn't really a thing do you know what I mean like I, I grew up around like graffiti artists and people who just did it for themselves. And I think when I was kind of exposed more into that world, I, I realized how I just didn't actually feel like uh, there was a space or fully understood as like, I don't know, a queer person who'd like grown up with like black women. I, I just didn't. So I, I was like, if, I, if there aren't people here who can properly show me or teach me this perspective, or if I wanted to like, you know, have some cover up for my music. I, I, I couldn't know someone who has that same perspective. I literally just need to make it myself and create that space for myself. Does that make sense? Yeah, it was born out of a desire to make a space rather yeah, than- Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, well, not even like that. And also just like the, the like actual art teachers in, in my like school and just like the institutions around me, I just felt like, came from miles away from just the world and the art that I was trying to make and what I was trying to say and of course like there has been amazing like scenes of like you know queer black folk making like punky DIY art and they have always been there but I really needed to actually start doing that on myself like and be on that frequency of making that stuff myself to find them and reach out to them because initially you know had knowing nothing about that and being like, okay, I want to do art. How do I get onto an art foundation? I remember like, I tried to get into um, UAL Camberwell and my interview and probably it just went so badly. I didn't get accepted, but like, I was just like, listen, I, I don't think I want to go through this one. I just want to completely just try it by myself and do it my own way and do it for me and not try and have that stuff accepted by an institution. Cause I don't think it can. I'm not formally trained in this stuff. Do you know what I mean? So right. yeah, that was really the beginning of me just going hard on it. Yeah, so it was more like that the institutions themselves and those boundaries and those definitions came from a different experience, came from like a white middle class experience that you just didn't feel any connection to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. But your real kind of like engagement with visual arts and kind of like really focusing on that during the lockdown, has that come from, like you were saying before, having the time to indulge in hobbies or has it come from like a place where it's almost like a form of escapism because there's so many horrible things going on in the news and in the world outside. Sometimes it's nice to shut off and just go into a creative space or has it come from more like a career point of view, you know, not being able to go out there and play shows and being limited in what you can do and audiences you can reach, creating content and assets and, and pieces of art in that sense. It's a mixture of all of it. Like, yeah, it, it, it's all of those in one. I think I could really psychologically like delve into it, but I guess the number one thing is it does keep me sane. It it does, I do feel like I'm able to put a, 
a little visual perspective of like how I'm feeling in that moment or sometimes I'm making stuff to just escape how I'm feeling in that moment and you know all the factors of what's happening in the world and in my career and what I can do or what I can't do all plays like an aspect for that but yeah I think another huge factor um that like it is kind of a running joke in my circle as well is I also can't say like no to anything so so many of my friends will be like oh can you like make this for me all of my mates have had like new project ideas over lockdown and started like new brands and stuff like that and they're like oh I've got this shoot and can you do this and can you like can you finish the cover on stuff and I'm just like I was like well do you know what it is lockdown I do have the time so yes so that that, that's been like probably like 50% of the reason why I've been making so much stuff as well. Is there one thing that you feel particularly proud of that you really, really enjoyed creating that you felt kind of opened up different avenues for you um, in terms of visual arts during lockdown? Is there any, because you've made so much stuff, like what are, what are the kind of projects or the pieces of art that you feel most connected to? That's a very good question. I, I did, uh, my collective, like we've been dropping loads of like um, singles. We just dropped a tape over lockdown as well. And I, I've done all like the creative direction and cover art to that. And I feel like that plays a very special part of my heart because they're like my mates who I've known since I was like 15, 16. And we've all like gone into like our early 20s together. And a lot of the music that are on those projects have kind of been a time capsule of those like coming of age like moments so being able to do all of like the visual aspect of that I've sit down and I'm like what do I feel like visually can you know encapsulate that like that moment and that feeling do you know what I mean so yeah that that's definitely played like I don't know it it, it has a special place in my heart but yeah I've also just been taking like a lot of photos and I don't know trying to like capture everything that's happening around me and I made like a really sick zine where I put some of that photography in um called the summer of love 2.0 and it was just all about the just the times we're living in and the social and political effects that might have on like mentality and subculture and venues closing down and people needing community more than ever and missing and but wanting human touch and that opens it up to like I don't know submissions and loads of people submitted like really cool stuff and I got to like put it all together and add some additional graphics on top of their work and it was yeah it was a it was just a whole really cool process to just open it up like internationally and do one giant like collaborative project so yeah that that was like really really special and it it opened my eyes up like when I made it too so yeah definitely definitely those two. I think you said you work from home anyway like you usually use your flat as a studio what's like your kind of process from separating working on something to kind of hobbies to social time to like how do you kind of sit down and think right this is this is what I'm going to create now there is there is no separation <laughs> there, there is none whatsoever there is there is no okay this is my hobby this is work it is completely like melted into like one thing um sometimes I have got to be like okay stop working on this because when when I do get passionate about something I cannot sleep and like work on it like I made the music video to this song I dropped with Clara G-O-I-D and it was all like video submissions that people sent in as part of that summer of love project and I spent two days like straight editing it and when I say I didn't sleep like I didn't sleep you know because even though it's my work and if I was given that 
oh, you had given that to an editor. Obviously, they'll have their set hours of, okay, this is when I'm working on stuff. This is when I'm not. Even though I'm the editor, it's also something that I care about and I made it with people that I care about. So I'm like, why am I going to sleep? I'm not going to stop until this is done. Do you know what I mean? So I think I definitely have that energy to everything I create. Mm, just so in the zone, you don't even realise that it's gotten dark outside. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Sometimes when I'm like editing or I'm like on Photoshop, I realize there's tears strolling down from my eyes and it's because I forget to blink. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that's mad. Yeah, and I guess like this having this, this lockdown and like things not being open and not being able to go and like see people, your calendar is just so empty that you don't have that thing where you're like, well, I, I've got to go to bed because I've got to do that thing tomorrow or like well I, I've got to finish by 4 p.m because I've got to go out to a gig you're like no mm. it's a vast expanse of emptiness yeah yeah it's almost ironic because I actually feel like over lockdown I made myself more busy than ever than I normally would because when it was in lockdown it was like okay I have studio from this time to this time and then when I go home I'm gonna have dinner and I'm gonna switch my phone off and not like send any more emails or do anything until the morning whereas now it's like emails at 3am had this random idea FaceTime my mate who's in New York like five hours behind we'll go and make something then like boom oh my god it's nearly sunrise sleep for two hours and then like the day continues again it's like literally all over but, but I don't mind like I really don't mind <laughs> yeah it's cool and what do you think you've learned over the last kind of 10 months from being in this weird period and, and kind of reinvesting in that sort of unscheduled artistic lifestyle when I was making stuff last year I wasn't or like the year before sorry because because it was like in much smaller times because I was touring and stuff like that I kind of had like a small archive of like resources that I'd use and sort of like whether that's like typography and stuff like that and you know by the time lockdown happened and I was like making stuff every day I'd used all of that and didn't want to keep using like the same resources even like the same like Posca pens and all of that I wanted to like switch up and start using different mediums which meant I had to seek out more inspiration and like you know research and look up to people who I really admire and that meant over lockdown I, I spent a lot more time watching films and researching and you know it it I realized god I should why wasn't I doing this all the time why why did I wait until I like ran out of like resources to then look at this stuff I should constantly be like getting inspired and researching people and studying the greats and then that will inform my work and then I'll go back to it and it'll create this cycle of creativity so I think lockdown really helped that because yeah when when I am in full like music campaign mode and I'm sorry I do forget to like I completely forget to sit down and like read a book and you know listen to lectures and all that kind of stuff I, I don't do it so I have been able to do that and, it, and I want to implement that in my daily life post lockdown essentially that's a great takeaway that is mm, yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's really cool um well thank you so much for your time it's been a pleasure to talk to you yeah, it's lovely talking to you as well. Lava's new EP, Butterfly, is out now. Original music by Bright Light, Bright Light. Produced by Paul Bridgewater. Thanks for listening. See you next time.